Hey, hello, I'm Ange Miller, artist and passionate creative. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. It is my joy and passion to remind you of your unique creative value and voice and empower you to your creative unfurling. Because now more than ever, we need to spread a creative contagion that lifts us to our feet, beckons us to spread our wings. The thermals are calling. So whether you feel ready or not, this is what you're built for, my friend, because you are actually the art. Podcast episode number one, not because I feel ready. I've even got a funny little hoarse voice at the moment. Not ready, but willing. It's funny, isn't it, how there are so many little things that make it not the right time to do something. Have you noticed that with your creativity? I have been putting this podcast off for over two years, no joke. Like that's when I first bought the equipment and was so inspired after being interviewed uh, by Laura Horn on her podcast and just seeing the value that such a simple thing can bring to other people. That's what really got the fire burning for me that uh, just realizing again that what you are a witness to and what you are carrying around in your body, this information from experiences, from, from pushing through, from breakthroughs, from struggle and relief and oh, just all the witnesses to things unfurling against all odds that that's what I want to share because otherwise we can get distracted by it not being the right time, by not feeling ready, by self-exclusion. Maybe I'm not supposed to um, be doing a podcast because I'm not very professional with all the setup and, I mean, (laughs) listen to my voice. (laughs) got a little husky voice today imagine you know knowing that that was going to be my first podcast when I had a husky little voice (laughs) and well yeah so it's early morning and I've done quite a few takes Uh, I've done a lot of talking into this microphone a lot of testing the equipment and trying to figure out how to make it work trying to figure out like where's that low hum coming from where's that high-pitched buzz (laughs) you know there's a lot that goes into setting this up it's not just talking into um, a microphone (laughs) but here I am and I'm not a techie person but I've managed to figure it out And this is the message that I want to bring in my first podcast that we know, don't we? Like you're never going to feel ready (laughs) for those, those things that, that you're really craving, that it pains you to be excluded from those things that, you know, they appear as obstacles, but you just know that there's something about that, that if I start to pull it apart, there's going to be treasure in there for me that is going to propel me forward in ways that are too wonderful for me to even imagine on this side of things. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Just have a think about it. Have a think about 
what you're holding right now that you had to be brave for, that you had to take the plunge, even though you didn't feel ready. There's so many reasons stacked up against not doing it. And I feel this even with, uh, yeah, in my painting. And now that I'm running a business, it's like when I sit down to paint, it's almost like I've got to justify why I'm painting according to the business now. Like, should I be um, recording this on film? Should I be uh, painting a particular thing to market something else? Or, you know, there's all these extra obligations and objections to me just sitting down and tuning into my flow. But I know, uh, especially at this stage of the journey that if I don't, if I don't allow myself that freedom just to sit down and have that open-ended conversation with the paint, I don't require anything of you but that you just provide an experience for me that is full of surprises, keeping it fresh and real and authentic It's you and me, babe, collaborating. That's what I say to my paint. (laughs) What are you going to show me? (laughs) What is the fresh wisdom for this day? And not only am I watching for that in my paint, I'm watching for it in my mindset. I'm watching for it in the thoughts that come up in this experience because this is the perfect ground This is such a beautiful place, this this soulscape, for you to to be able to uh, give a space for thoughts to come forth. And then you get to look those thoughts up and down and say, are you for me or against me? (laughs) Have you got something to contribute here or are you just trying to stop me in my tracks? And I've found that analyzing thoughts and refining thoughts has been the most powerful thing, honestly. It's been the most powerful thing for my creative journey and especially for just my own unfurling as a human being. Honestly, this practice, this habit of watching thoughts and refining them because they do refine. You can catch a thought and look it up and down and say, you make me feel like quitting. (laughs) And I don't think that's in my best interest. So what's a better thought? What's What's a better upgrade for this idea, this belief that is imposing itself on my action right now? And I'll tell you what, well, I've already talked about it a little bit, but with my podcast, it feels so awkward. Probably not quite as awkward as the first few times that I sat down and talked into the microphone for a bit. Uh, It feels awkward and it feels like something's not right. I'm not made for this. This is weird. Uh, And then I worry about how it's going to sound 
am I going to get my point across or am I just going to look like a fool? Sometimes I forget my words. Sometimes I, I forget my words and then I try, like I panic a little bit and I say words that aren't quite right and then I feel like oh, I've got to keep barreling along here otherwise it's going to be boring or confusing. So there's all these little, do you see what I mean? All these little kind of insinuations that cause this panic and unrest and it all comes from me worrying about how it's going to sound, how it will be received, how am I going to be measured. Do you see this? And I know that across the board of anything that I come to do, all of my creative explorations and investigations could have been quelled by this fear of how is this going to come across? And I wonder where does that come from? I know that there's a trauma there. I know that at some stage my natural unfurling has been judged and doomed or uh there's been some kind of disgrace. There's a shame there. There's a shame hanging around for uh, having gone on an adventure and for it to have been not good enough to somebody. When on my adventure, I'm not even thinking about how it's going to come across. Because as a child, you're just so engaged in the process of what's happening right now you're not thinking about how it's going to be seen by somebody, how it will be interpreted or measured by somebody else. And I know that there's a place for, you know, for refining your, your actions and learning how to be a valuable part of community. But I think that this fear of judgment plays too much into our creative expression. And perhaps nobody distinguished the difference between learning to be a positive and valuable and um, constructive part of the community and, uh, you know, also being wild and free in your creative explorations, that that was okay. That what you question, what you want to investigate and explore, not knowing if it's going to look valuable on the other side of this, but the value was in the wandering. The value is in the questioning and the searching for answers. That's what made my experience richer. That's what gave me autonomy in my search. So when we experience judgment in this, and this is just the most sensitive, beautiful part of us. When we experience judgment in this, those, those beautiful, tender, little searching tendrils, they just retract straight away because I don't want to come across like that. <laughs> I don't want to be judged. 
I don't want my my questions coming from that deepest part of me, just wanting to know who I am and what I'm here for and what this is all about. I don't want that to be judged as foolish or laughed at or mocked, you know. I think school has a lot to do with this too because there's always this expected outcome, this expected measure that you need to rise up to and if it's relevant to you or if it's not, it doesn't matter. This is what is required of you and it's day after day. So there's this idea of slavery imposed on your expression and autonomy that's stripped. You know, I do have a little bit of a bee in my bonnet about this because the messaging was so ugly. You know, um, if you're if you're especially creative, you need that and you are rewarded by that. So if that is withheld from you, then you are not energized the way that other people are energized by doing the whatever's set in the curriculum. You know, they may have a natural reward for accomplishing those tasks and for getting that right answer, that one right answer, <laughs> that one expected way of doing something and they feel, you know, awesome for doing that. They feel energized and motivated and the confidence grows. Whereas if you're especially creative and you don't have any tasks that allow for this wandering and the questions and the investigation, the uh, experimentation, coming out with something that is a surprise because your reward comes from adventures and discovery and your autonomy comes from, yeah, the, the collection of those discoveries and the power to decide where to venture. Then little by little, your confidence gets stripped back and you start worrying about, is this okay? Am I, am I doing it right? And, but then seeing that it's actually not enough still because you haven't got that right answer. <laughs> and then, you know, when you've got your work finished, then you can colour in the picture or then you can draw a picture. And I would be like, yes, you know, but it would take me longer to finish it. And then I would start to draw the picture and they'd say, right, time to pack up. So there's this inference that, those creative expressions are not as important as this, this required work where there's just one right answer that doesn't feed you anything in terms of confidence building or autonomy building. And it's no doubt that when I look back on my years of school that I spent most of it feeling really inadequate and day after day of this this messaging I came out of my schooling with the idea that there was no place in society for me that well I could be a mother you know I could I could be a wife and a mother but in terms of actual like 
I don't know, like my work kind of thing, that there was no place for that. And when I say actual work, like <laughs> motherhood is is an amazing occupation and I've learnt so much in this and I, I would never undervalue that. But you know what I mean? Like there was something burning me to contribute, uh, something in terms of, well, I don't know, it was something. <laughs> I would go to the career path advisory days in high school and look around at all the all the little booths and just be so bewildered. Nothing would be calling to me and it would all seem really strange and intimidating. And I remember my friends being quite clear on already what they wanted to do once high school was finished. And that was that kind of felt intimidating too. I just think, am I supposed to know this? What am I going to do? <laughs> and I was so confused by that point that it was just, yeah, really demoralising. I was demoralised and I didn't even know it. That's the thing. I didn't even know that I was demoralised. I didn't even know that I was living on, you know, 3% of my genius, <laughs> which absolutely breaks my heart. But on the flip side, once I finished school and I, you know, I just went to rock bottom for a while and it took me a while to, you know, a lot of suffering to come around and build myself back up. And by just looking at what's here, what's inside of me, what's here that needs unpacking? You know, I used to wonder what was wrong with me but then when I realized that the system had let me down the system was faulty then uh the question becomes more what's happened to me what am I and what has happened to me for this to be like this and then little by little just start to build on the beauty of what's here based on what's beautiful to me what's beautiful to me and leaning into all that beauty that my eyes are just searching for and ready to celebrate. And the more that I do that and the more that I uh, respond to that in colour and line and texture and I did a lot of observational drawing and landscape painting and just looking at the way light falls on land, practising rendering that practicing expressing that in a way that makes it more interesting and poetic using the character of the paint and this interaction oh, I feel like crying like this free flow being able to engage in this open-ended free flow is everything to me because it means that I already have what it takes and this is the same for you. You already have it. You already have it and more. And the only thing that ripped anything away from you was this inference that something else is required that you don't naturally have, that, that it's more important than what you naturally have, and that is BS. It's not true. So whatever, whatever little voices come out in your creativity now is such a good clue for figuring out what has gone wrong, what's happened. What's happened to that beautiful, pure part of you that had so much to bring, so much to explore, 
and so much beauty to um, to express. Because you're going to bring a beauty that I can't bring, you know. And if you recognize anything in in my art, then that is just the echo of what needs to come forth from you, what's already there. And it just needs process. It just needs time. Like any beautiful growing thing, it just needs conditions for growth, which is grace (laughs) and love and continuity, you know, continuous care, consistency. Consistency grows things. So all that is required of us is that we just show up and uh, it's like soil preparation. (laughs) When you look at your thoughts, the thought life, um, yeah, the different thoughts that come through which are demotivating, you can sense that, right? Like when a thought comes up and it feels like you're going to shut down, it just it's like pulling the carpet out from under your feet. That's that's a blocking thought, you know, and you just see it and realise that there is some of this stuff hanging around left over from being programmed away from your natural, pure beauty of expression. And, yeah, just keeping that in mind, that natural unique, rare beauty that has not had a chance to come out and be refined. Just like what? what's the truth? What's the truth that I can combat this thought with or like upgrade this thought rather? So I'm just trying to think of one. Would it have been great if I had an example? <laughs> but I'm just... <laughs> I'm just free-flowing right now. I didn't even write notes for this. I just wanted to sit down and just bang it out. (laughs) So here we are. Um, Okay, so with my podcast, my blocking thoughts were around the tech, like there would always be some little high-pitched buzz or something, and the thoughts coming through were, I need better equipment. I can't do this until I have better equipment or different equipment. And so, you know, three microphones and (laughs) multiple programs later and I'm still having just different issues and I just think, you know what, I'm just going to have to figure it out. So right now (laughs) you should see I've got a very unprofessional setup. (laughs) I've got my microphone sitting on a stool with, it's like a pillow under it to stop the vibrations and yeah it's weird it doesn't look like all the uh the podcasting advice that I read on the internet it doesn't look anything like that but that didn't work for me and I just had to figure it out with what I have and and what my brain can uh how how my brain can resolve it with what I've got at my disposal right now so that's that's something just refusing to be blocked by such things so if you're thinking that oh, I'll I'll do it but I just need to um buy some different colored paints or I don't know whatever it is just stopping that in its tracks and just 
coming back to the truth that it is good for you to interact creatively right now in this moment. And what comes out with whatever you've got is good enough. And it is is beautiful in process. Even if that finished product isn't what you love and it might look even mundane or ugly, uh, you are the art. You are the art. And it is good for you to have processed. Now, I'm not talking about just you know, working yourself ragged. Like there's this beautiful swing of work and rest that is so good for me in in my endeavours. And I know that if I just work, 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 even if it's doing what I love, that I will burn out. So I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about if it's been weeks since you created and you know that you love it you know you long for it you know that you live vicariously through other artists when you're scrolling on instagram (laughs) so what's stopping you what is stopping you right now what thoughts and it's a good idea to write down those thoughts just start creating something just start mixing colors and and doing something and just see what thoughts come up because this is perfect. It's it's a perfect forum to, um, yeah, to see thoughts come up. You need that. You need to offer some kind of opportunity for those thoughts that are, you know, because if you're not aware of them, if you're not doing anything for them to come up, they're still there. They're still actually there tripping you over with other things probably your relationships because <laughs> relationships are the most creative thing there is. So you coming back to the truth that you are the art and learning how to process, learning how to see yourself in process, powerfully in process, you're going to come alive everywhere else in your life because you're the art. Okay. <laughs> it's so simple, so simple. And I just, yeah, I just shake my head. I'm shaking my head right now. How was how this taken from us? Because <laughs> we naturally had it as children, you know, as babies. We were so creative and adventurous and aspiring. We would stop at nothing. You know, you learned to walk. That's amazing. You just tried and tried and tried. You weren't worried about what other people thought of you. You just knew that this is what you had to do. And you just figured it out. And you see some kids come, come around a really interesting way into into their moving their body and walking around and being independent. And that's beautiful. You know, it's really interesting when you see people doing different things. You know, you see the way that they've solved a problem using what they have, and that is remarkable. <laughs> you know, we need more of that. We need more of that. So please do not be afraid of looking like a fool don't be afraid to, to be seen as a beginner, just hashing it out. <laughs> I think it's beautiful to get around the fear of judgment by just offering some feedback or some extra information around where you are right now and why you're doing this and how it feels. And, and you can share something and say, I didn't really like how this turned out, but man, it felt good to do it. And you know what you're doing then? You're actually giving other people 
permission when they might not even know that they're not giving themselves permission until you say that and then they go oh I can just I don't have to paint something wonderful I can just sit down and paint and just see what happens (laughs) and you having that interaction with color or lines or whatever it is just you having that interaction feeds a part of you that that really is starving probably (laughs) i might be speaking out of school you might be having a wonderful thriving creative process you know creative bustling life um and awesome good for you you'll know what i'm talking about (laughs) so excuse me what i wanted to really just make the point of here is that you beginning is going to give you so much more than what you know right now on this side of it so it's really important that you do something and if anything inspires you just as soon as you can respond to that because inspiration motivation is just the best motivation it's the best fuel and if you imagine it like when you're in when you have that inspiration that's like being drenched with a bucket of water you want to act on it before that water dries up (laughs) because then it's harder you know you've got this free fuel right now so use it as soon as you can with whatever you have i hope that has been helpful to you i hope that served you i hope that you're feeling charged up and yeah i want creative confidence for you i want to spread a creative contagion because then we we will start to see who we really are and we won't be freaking out and panicking so much we need more of that okay (laughs) so if this has been positive for you powerful whatever um please do share it please share it i just want to set people free and i want to see what happens from free people this is this is exciting (laughs) thank you so much for listening you made it to the end with my crackly horse voice (laughs) peace on your heart peace on your home i love you i'm not sure how i was thinking i would end this what do you say bye